0: Welcome to the Random Awesome Memories Podcast. Hey there, Isaac. How's it going?
1: Sure is. (laughs) How about you?
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess sure is too. Um, It's been a while since we last recorded our last podcast.
1: Um, it has been uh roughly what two, two two or three months? Three months?
0: Two or three months? Yeah, but the people that are listening to this aren't gonna know the difference because they're gonna hear podcast one if they even hear it. I still don't know if we even have that podcast even still. I think that might be lost. So this we're just gonna still continue to call this one number two though still. But if yes. for some reason. The first one does go up well you won't even know the difference because you'll be listening to the first one and then the second one will come right after so it's not like you had to wait like several months for the next podcast to come out
1: this is true hopefully hopefully we can figure out a schedule
0: hopefully yeah but anyways um i heard there was something you wanted to talk about in this podcast
1: um yeah there was just a little thing uh Nothing Nothing anybody should recognize right away. Uh, something about little called uh, video game demos and video game kiosks. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. So you want to yeah, explain yeah, yeah. to people what those are?
1: For so, those uh, who don't
0: know what they are?
1: So if you were alive uh, after the um, invention of the Xbox 360, you'll know that there's these things you can download for games, some of the games, called <laughs> demos. Well, back in the day, uh, they were released physically in some some, uh, stores or even were packed in with games. Uh, They're a really cool thing. Uh, Kiosks, on the other hand, is something that you can still see today, not on as a big scale as you used to, but basically kiosks are uh, demo stations where you can go into a store, play the console, play the games that are up and coming, and... Beg your mom and dad until their ears bleed. About, <laughs> I want this game, I want this console. <laughs> so they were a lot of fun. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I
0: definitely had plenty of experiences going to the mall as a kid and going to the local GameStop and checking out the kiosks.
1: Oh, you know where I went to before we- it got turned into a GameStop? We-, we had a local games
0: oh gosh Ooh, eb
1: games yeah, actually uh in our mall we had both that eb games and a gamestop and then gamestop oh. bottom up then they both became gamestop and then one shut down and the other shut down and now we don't have any gamestops in that mall
0: huh. <laughs> see in my town where i'm from where i was from we had a gamestop in the mall then we had an eb games that was, like, not too far away from the mall. That was on its own in, like, a strip mall thing. And then right across from the strip mall, we had a Hollywood video. And, uh, trying to think what that game... There was a game store that was always associated with the, uh... Game Crazy! That's what it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, Game Crazy. I
1: need, oh, Game Crazy?
0: I need to, uh... I need to look this up. I hope it's Game Crazy. Game... Crazy! this is how you know that uh yeah game crazy it was an uh it was a video game retailer that was uh it was a subsidiary of movie gallery and uh it was often located adjacent to the hollywood video rental store so yeah we used to have a hollywood video rental store i remember going to this hollywood video uh slash game crazy place and there was an actually one of the few like dreamcast kiosks that i ever saw but I never played it because we literally went in there just to get a PlayStation One memory card, since none of the other stores had it at the time.
1: Rest in peace. Indeed. Rest, that that should be another thing we should cover. Uh,
0: rest in peace. Uh, ha,
1: rest, uh, sto- storage <laughs> storage storage uh, storage mediums.
0: Ah uh, yes.
1: Yeah, that'd be a little cool yeah. cool memory lane. but we're not going to talk about those.
0: Yeah, we're, not gonna we're talk talking about, about those. demos. We're talking about demos. We're talking about kiosks.
1: We're talking about those cool little things that occasionally uh, fast food and our franchise restaurants will give you to get you into their fucking doors. I'm looking uh, at you. I'm looking at you, Pizza Hut.
0: Pizza Hut. So tell us about those.
1: So, uh, so fun fact: if you didn't know, uh, Pizza Hut and PlayStation had a little thing that going on where there was a contest in, I believe, what was it, 2000? Not 2000. 1998. Uh, was the first was the first giveaway? It was the uh, the play the Pizza Powered PlayStation giveaway through Pizza Hut. What they did is they uh, were actually they were actually selling these. They were selling uh, demo discs there for five dollars a piece, and you had a chance to win two hundred thousand dollars. And the games that were on this demo disc were Gran Turismo, Metal Gear Solid, Crash Bandicoot Warped. It had the water level. Don't don't be excited about that. Oh, no. And uh, Medi- medieval. And Tomb Raider three, so it was Uh, a pretty solid selection. It was actually uh, how I first experienced Metal Gear Solid, Gran Turismo before my dad bought it. And fun uh, fact, that that disk smells like rubber. Fun fact, they actually did that as a Scratch and Sniff one. Oh, Um,
0: it's actually
1: Scratch and Sniff. Yeah, yeah, it smells like uh, car rubber, burning rubber.
0: Try that with my disk because I have one of those.
1: Yeah, real cool. Uh, Yeah, that's how I also uh, experienced Crash Bandicoot warped. Also back in what was it 1990 1999 a year after that giveaway uh pizza hut and playstation did another set except they had two demo discs um and it was when uh both crashed spyro big, and they both had crash and spyro on the cover huh. uh and this 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 uh contest was for five hundred thousand hmm. dollars. and on the crash one which i believe is disc one yeah the one with crash is disc one it has crash team racing my favorite kart racer of all time. Ape Escape, my favorite Sony IP of all time. Like, give us give us Ape Escape 4, Sony. Like, come <laughs> on, you want to sell PS5s? Bring that series back.
0: Yeah, Sony totally um, listens to us.
1: Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VIII, uh, Cool Borders 4, and a little-known game. It, I, it's a little series that really really, really obscure. It's called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Dang, um, never there's a number no for that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really wish uh, there was some sort of you know remake of that, that in the sequel to that that are both fantastic games. And then on the Spyro one, uh, there was the next Tetris, Tomb I, had, Raider, that. I um...
0: had that.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, nice. Was great,
0: great game.
1: Yeah, next Tetris is a pretty good game. Uh, I played at a friend's house.
0: Uh, um,
1: sure. Tomb Raider, uh, The Last Revelation, Sledstorm... Storm uh Spiral Ripto's Rage and uh Gran Turismo 2. Ah. Yeah, so in, in Disc, these were these were at least in um in Pizza Hut. These were $5 a piece.
0: Oh wow. Uh,
1: yeah, just because you were you went in and you were expecting to get a chance to win the $500,000. Oh. Cool. Uh, but yeah, demo discs were a good little way to just experience a lot of games in a lot of early stages of development. Like, I remember I owned both CTR, like Crash Team Racing, and this demo disc. And there's changes between this demo and the final game that are totally different. Like, the sprites, when it comes up on the, uh, the position, but like the top four spots, whatever, whenever someone switches to a spot, it switches to their icon. Well, all those icons just aren't used in the final game. Those must have been early, like, beta builds or like just earlier builds of the game that they submitted to put out as a demo because those don't exist and also some of the ways that the the maps and some of the sounds like some of the music a lot of those have changed between that release and the final release of the game so that's why i like demos it's 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 a good way to see how early builds of the game were looked like without actually like looking at the beta builds
0: yeah um Going on the PlayStation type of thing, um, when I was a little kid, I don't remember too much about it, but I know from re- distinctly vividly remember seeing it on my dad's old uh, like bookshelf. He had a bunch of the PlayStation magazine, and Ooh. I know a couple of those had a couple demo discs, but I know my dad had long since i gotten rid of them. But one of the things he did keep was that he had PC Mag uh, demos. And Ooh. I snatched up a couple of those. And I don't remember all the ones that I have, because most of the ones that I had were, like, they were online only, so they wouldn't work today. But one that I specifically remembered, I don't know if I have it with me or if it's at my desk, but I have a demo of Psychonauts.
1: Ooh, and okay. And
0: I have yet to check that out, because... The cover, when I was a kid, looked so weird that I was just like, oh, this is probably... I didn't even think it was, like, a game. I thought it was, like, one of the weird psychedelic, like, CDs that my dad had. So I never thought about it until I heard and learned about Psychonauts and how great of a game it is. I'm like, wow. Oh, yeah, Psychonauts is fantastic. Yeah, I Uh, wish I would have played it. So I, I, I remember those.
1: I think demos are kind of cool in a way, too, where, like... Even if you were a kid and you didn't play all the games on the demo, you probably saw the name. And it, even if you didn't play it growing up, and hearing people talk about the games that you remember only because of those demo discs—they yeah. were all those demo discs—it's like a good way to gauge. Like, oh, that game I never played. Apparently, it's a classic. Maybe I should go back and check it out. Oh yeah, it's, it's a, definitely. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like a weird little like way to like plant a. Plan a memory like a false sense of nostalgia it's like uh-huh. i never played that game but i saw it
0: yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah magazines and like restaurants and all that had like a lot of demo discs but one of the other things that's kind of demo related that i had growing up as a kid was i actually my first ever pc game was actually a demo and the form of shareware which if you don't know what shareware is Basically, it was where uh, games that were basically for free that were uh, basically meant for you to share with other people. And then if you really liked the game, sometimes you could. it was just like a part of a game. So if you paid money to the developers or the publishers, they would give you the full game. Or sometimes you would just send them money and be like, hey, I really like your game. Here's money to fund it. And a thing, it's just a thing that's died out. But when I was growing up, um, my first ever PC game when I was like, I don't know, about like two or three years old, was a compilation of these shareware titles called 300 Gate Great Games for Windows. Now that sounds so generic, and it probably does because there' so many discs there were uh, basically under this title because there were the whole entire market was flooded with these things. And, but my particular one, I can't find anywhere, so I've still got to archive it. But basically it had a bunch of, like, different games for Windows 3.11 so or 3.1. So there was, like, a bunch of, like, card games, a lot of, like, I don't know, Tetris games. There's basically just basic things that basically showed you how to use your mouse. It's pretty simple stuff. But I absolutely loved it. And I still have the disc today and... I probably should archive it to be
1: honest oh yeah definitely but yeah it's it's
0: some cool stuff it was my first ever pc game my uncle was like hey you want to play a game and i'm like i don't know what video games well mu i probably knew what video games were because what this there's, was there's probably when i was three or four years old i had experience with the sega genesis at this point with Street Fighter, so this was probably I had experience with video games, but I never had any experience with computer games at this point. So it was nice to, excuse me, it was nice to have a uh, have a game, or I guess a collection of games that was my own. So I guess my first ever game was a bunch of games.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, that's that's actually kind of cool. Um, that's another thing I love about demos is just like you have a demo disc and you're a kid with no, like if that's the first thing you ever had, which that's kind of what I had, like for the first games I ever had were Tekken three Crash Team racing and these PlayStation demo discs or these pizza demo discs. It was a good way to have a collection of games without having a bunch of discs.
0: Yeah. And it was like really nice because uh for, especially for like people who just couldn't afford video games, like it's, For instance, like the demo disc from Pizza, or in my case, the shareware disc that I had, it gave people like the opportunity to play like a demo. Well, basically, well, it is a demo, but basically, they could play games. And I know for like, I know some people who had like these demo discs and these compilation like shareware uh, game discs that they would just play them over and over and over again, and they would it would be nonstop fun for them because that's all they knew. Was just this demo, and they're like, "Oh, this is the game." So it was just yeah. Like, yeah, made it really nice.
1: Yeah, like whether they're free or they're a few dollars, like demo discs were a pretty good, pretty good bang for yeah. your buck. And like now... you know like some games, you don't necessarily need like the full game. Like yeah. I love I love Crash Team Racing Death, but like just having the demo disc and having the what one the one track on there like that could entertain you yeah entertain
0: you for anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour like it's fun
1: i'm convinced that i have more hours in the pizza demo disc than i do any game still (laughs) to this day
0: (laughs) that's that's a that's a big take right there
1: (laughs) yeah but it's probably true like i spent Hundreds or thousands of hours just in my childhood, just playing that, just because like I enjoyed it, like it was a good little snapshot.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. But um, was there anything else you need to say about demo discs or any of that sort of stuff?
1: Oh yeah, I have a whole entire stack here.
0: Oh, uh, you have a whole stack? Well, I didn't come prepared for the. I came prepared for the kiosk part. Oh yeah, yeah. Demo discs. So oh yeah. Go off on some demo discs for a time being. I am good, so go for oh, it. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. You can be you can be the resident, uh kiosk guy. Uh,
0: okay, so, sounds good. Yeah, you go off on the demo discs. So tell us about your demo disc collection.
1: So my demo disc collection is real nice. Sorry if you hear me getting louder. I'm actually reaching for another one. <laughs> no, but you're good.
0: You're, I, uh... you're perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to grab what is called a it's the only demo disc that I have that's in a case of its own, Uh because that's the way it was sold in. For the PS2, I have what's called a a Jam Pack.
0: Oh, I think I've... I I never personally owned one of those, but I did have a... My uh, half-brother's cousins had a bunch of those for their PS2.
1: Yeah, um the uh, the jam packs were actually done by the people who do the uh, a little known uh, demo series called PlayStation Underground. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anybody's I familiar had with those, a couple of
0: yeah. those. My dad had oh, yeah. a couple of those in the PlayStation magazines.
1: Yeah, and actually actually this uh this demo still has a little sticker. Or not a little sticker, but the little like thing sealing it that has the PS the PlayStation logo on it. It uh-huh. And still says like jam pack summer two thousand three. Because the way that these were released, where uh, they were released seasonally, basically, um, uh-huh. oh, how these were usually done is they were done normally for games that already come came out, or they were on the way to coming out. Uh, that people didn't know if they wanted to spend a whole at the time fifty dollars per oh, game. Yeah. I, I, mean, I missed those things. days. I missed those days. Fifty dollars for a game. We're about to go to seventy, according to Sony. But oh, no. like, but like, place it, yeah. On here, we have War of Monsters, Amplitude, ATV, Off-Road Fury, Fury 2. Well, uh I had that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had that
0: actual game physically.
1: Yeah. And it uh, has uh, Jet X2O. not familiar with that game. MLB 2004, World Tour Soccer 2003. A little-known game called Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell.
0: Oh, I I remember that one. I think I have that one on PC.
1: And another cool thing that Demo Disc did is sometimes they didn't only come with just games you could play. Sometimes they came with trailers or videos. So on this particular Demo Disc, there are two videos one for a little known game called Jack 2. Oh, and know. another one called. Yeah. Who, who, who's ever heard of the, the Jack and Daxter series, huh?
0: Nope, never have.
1: <laughs> I'm a Can't be me. Man. <laughs> Sanic. Um and uh, NBA uh, Street Volume Two.
0: Oh, that's my favorite game.
1: Yeah, I love <laughs> I love uh, sport.
0: <laughs> I love sport ball.
1: Yeah. Goal. And, for my, <laughs> and for my PS2, uh, P, the PS2 era was like a weird era because it was the point where there wasn't like six or seven demos on a on a disc anymore. It started getting on to like. One or two, because <clears throat> originally, like the PS One, it it the games came out on a CD, like it was a CD formatted medium. Yeah, and it was on the cusp of, and PS Two was on the cusp of going from CD, from the very early library, to go into DVD in the later yeah. end. Um, which those are usually signified by blue Discs, The CDs were the, yeah. were the yeah. So if you ever heard blue disc error, that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. CDs on ps2s but i have um i have a few i have a few more ps2 demo discs so i have actually two copies of hotshots golf and parapper the rapper 2 these are on one discs one disc yeah parapper the rapper 2 i have uh two copies of a game called kinetica it was actually this is actually a demo that's close to my heart it's the first video game that i ever archived ah Yeah, what I did is I um, I, I I found it at Goodwill, and like, what I like to do is I like to just see, when I get a game from Goodwill, I like to look it up just to see, like, what it's worth, whether it's good, what people say about it, what it was, like, what, what were people's thoughts of it when it was released? Well, this game, I tried searching up the demo, and I couldn't find anything on it. Oh. So I was going through a rabbit hole, trying to find any information I could on this game. And I couldn't find anything until I found one forum from 2003 or four. I think it was 2004, because it was a year after this game came out. Oh, uh, let me look at the date real quick. Yeah, no, 2002. Oh, uh, wow. Talk- yeah, it was uh, talking, about, um, talking about this demo disc. And how it was released was really weird. So you had to go on Sony's website, and there was like, this matching game that you had to do. And after you completed this matching game, they would bring up a screen saying, oh, do you want to have this demo? Like, do you want to order this demo to have it set to your house? You'd probably have to pay for shipping, of course. But the only way to get this demo was to do this game on Sony's website and basically uh, basically ask for them to send it to you. So it was a weird game because I wasn't able to find any info on it. So all the information that's on the internet currently and all the archive stuff that's of recent is information that I did.
0: Oh, wow. Nice.
1: So I did everything from going on Reddit to r slash lost media, r slash video games, r slash anything that I could do to find a lead on this. And basically, after it's all said and done, the game's been archived, the art's been archived... It's been put into many databases. Um, yeah, it's one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Uh, if you... Actually, the the website I did it on, if you want to help... It, this one's a disk-based pr- preservation website. It's called redump.org. Um, I'd recommend just look through their game, their list of missing ROMs, because there is a bunch of disk-based games or disk-based media that's still lost or isn't archived that... If you see it on the list, hit them up. It's a very, very long process, so be patient. But if you want to go on there and archive more games, go for it because it's definitely worth it for the long run.
0: Nice. I'll definitely have to check that out.
1: Yeah. Um, I also have World Tour Soccer for the PS2. Not- I have So I have SOCOM 2 for the PS2. Oh. I have I have Siphon Filter: The Omega Strain. A demo for that for the PS2. Huh. And I have actually, I have a sealed demo that I don't know if I want to open up or not called Whiplash. Oh. And, and it's, it looks like a real wacky game. I really don't know much about it. I've heard um, of it, but
0: I don't know too much about it.
1: Yeah. It's, um, definitely looks real wacky. Um, let's see, what else do I have? I have... I have it. what's called the Sony called it the Interactive CD Sampler F- Volume Five, and this has NFL Game Day '98, proper the Rappa, the original one. Uh, cool cool borders too. and Intelligent Cube, which Intelligent Cube's like.
0: Oh yeah, that's a fun kind of, game.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a fun game. And actually, funny funny enough, uh, out of all those games, if you look at the back, Intelligent Cl- Cube is the only one that doesn't have like a little preview window. Oh. So I guess no love for it on this. Uh. This demo disc, rest in peace.
0: Quite unfortunate because that was probably one of the best games on that disc.
1: Yeah, actually on the back of this, it has little snapshots of Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, Tomb Raider 2, Core Borders 2, which is the only one on no, and NF and Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only one. That huh? that's the front that they actually put a preview of. Core Borders 2. Wow. And then yeah, and then the last one is NFL NHL off 98. Yeah, that's really odd. Classic. But Yeah, who doesn't love some good old hockey? Indeed. Um let's see. Oh, and I guess I did I was a little bit disingenuous when I shamed or I said the demo disc the physical demo disc kind of died after the 360 because I actually have some 360 demo discs.
0: Oh. I
1: actually have a stack. I don't have all of them with me, but I have my duplicates with me oh. that I brought with me. So The 360, uh, I think Xbox had a magazine, and they would pack in these cool little demo discs that came in these really, really thin cases. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. I have, uh, and they actually numbered them too, so I have numbers 75, 90, and 72. And 75 is really cool, because it actually has a uh, demo for Blue Dragon.
0: Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I've been trying to track down another copy of Blue Dragon, because I used to have a copy. And then I left it at my brother's, and I haven't seen him in, like, two years. So hopefully I can retrieve it from him back soon at some point.
1: Yeah, and if I could, like, also put a date to this. uh, The one with the Blue Dragon has a... is the October 2007 Ooh. uh, disc. And actually, on the back of this, it's really cool. It actually tells you everything that's on the back. Everything from playable demos, videos, showcases, extra content. Um, It's really cool. So on the back, it says the playable demos are Blue Dragon, Overlord, a game called Juiced 2, Project Silphie, Missile Command, and Carcassonne. And it has a little video showcase. I assume they're, like, trailers for Call of Duty 4. So Modern Warfare, Bioshock that was a classic and Good. juice 2 which i have nothing no oh i know.
0: juice 2 is a racing game i had, oh. i had oh yeah. I of a little the, picture of it yep i have mm-hmm. one of the games uh i want to say on ps i think it was on ps2 or Ga- no it was on xbox i had the first game on original xbox i'm pretty sure
1: oh dang yeah oh also um what's really cool that i didn't know is there's actually like little exclusive art that you can see on this demo disc. Huh. It says on the extra content part of it, it says art extra content, and then it says art Beowulf, and then art Endwar. So I'm guessing it's like are either, either of things that are in those games or art that's from other games. So huh. it's a cool little snapshot. Um, Oh, and there's also a backwards compatibility update. Hmm that's oh wild. it was
0: probably a backwards because back then uh they only, it was kind of like how they do uh, backwards compatibility today on the Xbox well, on the Xbox 1 where uh, they would occasionally like release a certain amount of games and, that were backwards compatible and then eventually they just were like you know what let's just make all the Xbox 1 games for the most part backwards compatible
1: oh that's pretty cool um, another one that I have is Demo Disk 90. And it is the, the the demos on here, the playable demos on here are 1942 Joint Strike, Alone in the Dark, Biotic Commando Rearmed, Braid, um, Fable 2, uh, Fracture, Galago Regions, NHL 2K9, some game called SBK08, don't know anything about that. And Soul Calibur 4, which is actually the what's Ooh. on the cover of this demo disc, and it looks really cool. Um and videos, video-wise, it has uh looks like a oh it has a walkthrough for Prince of Persia.
0: Oh that's cool.
1: Yeah, and also it also has Street Fighter 4, a video for that, Warriors Arichi 2, which I don't know what that is, and extra content. It has a Fallout 3 survival guard. Oh and that's really cool, and it has art that's just labeled infinite undiscovery i'm assuming it's from another game that's in here or if it's just on its own huh and then i have one more one more demo disc with me um or at least for the xbox i have one more demo disc which is for armored core 4 oh and also monster madness this one only has two games on it huh um but actually whoa whoa this is this is kind of sick um xbox live arcade games on here ooh yeah, yeah, it has 3D Ultra Mini Golf Adventures, Boom Boom Rocket, a game called Gyrus spelled G Y R U S S and Pimble FX, which Pimble FX is really good.
0: I've never played that one before.
1: Yeah, and it has um yeah, Pimble FX is really cool. Um basically its whole premise is it's basically taking, you know how there's really cool cabinets made today game off of like walking dead and like other games and stuff or other franchises and stuff. It basically takes those real life arcade cabinets and put them into a digital space. It's really cool. Sounds, Pinball FX is a great game.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: That's yeah. Um, check
0: out sometime.
1: Yeah. And the video showcases, it has a uh, call of Juarez, uh, God to tournament, eternal Sonata, which is one of the few Xbox 360 exclusive JRPGs. Oh. Which is really cool. Yeah, it's actually a really cool, crazy game. It's about uh, uh, you're playing as uh, what's his name Chopin, the the composer Chopin. He's on his deathbed, and basically oh. this this JRPG takes place inside of his mind, like he's dreaming the whole entire time. Uh, you're trying to get him the I think you're trying to get him to wake up, basically. But it's a really wild game, and it's one of the few uh, JRPGs on the Xbox 360 that was exclusive, which if you know anything about the Xbox 60 not a JRPG system
0: yep
1: not even an anime game system really like that was all Sony's that was all Sony's territory so having having this is one of the few exclusives it's a solid solid JRPG and I do recommend anybody play it if they have it um and then beautiful katamari that was also another thing on the video showcase and it actually has art from beautiful katamari on here which is really cool um yeah and I actually have, I have a few more demos before we can move on to the, well, before we can move on to the kiosk part of this yeah. uh, section, because I, I know you're, you're just waiting to start talking about those. <laughs> I, I can tell. I, I've been rambling. <laughs> no, you're um, good. Um, so, <clears throat> so I have a few more demos. So one of the demos that I have is, it came with Parasite Eve for the original, uh, PlayStation. Parasite Eve is a cool little like horror-based RPG. It's really cool. Um, it's made by Squaresoft, but yep. in, the, in, the, in the demo that came with it, it's called Squaresoft 1998 Collector CD Volume 1. I don't know if there's a Volume 2. This might be the only volume, because every single time I try to do research on this, I can't find anything more. But it has a playable demo of Xenogears, which is a wonderful, wonderful RPG. I do recommend that you guys play through that. The the whole Xeno series, Xeno, Xeno Gear, Xeno Saga, Xeno Xenoblade, that that series is real good. Do recommend. But it also has videos. Actually, well, it says movie in quotation marks for oh, oh. for Bushido Blade two. Oh, I've
0: played, um, I played the first one, never played the second one.
1: Yeah, Bushido Blade is a real good, real good game, real good series. Good uh Braith yeah, another movie for Brave Fencer Mursa, Mursashi? Musashi. Musashi. Oh,
0: Musashi. Yes, I know that yeah, one. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 Musashi, and also a movie for another entry in a little-known JRPG series. It's not real important. Something called a Final Fantasy Eight. I don't know. Oh, I don't um, know about that one. Yeah,
0: Definitely I don't know about that. Probably not my favorite J- uh, RPG of all time, besides Final yeah. Trigger.
1: Yeah, real obscure huh. <laughs> yeah, real
0: obscure.
1: <laughs> yeah, but this this came with uh, Parasite Eve for the PS1. Um and yeah, it was just some of these some of these you had to buy, some of these just came in magazines. Sometimes they were just given to you for free, but some were even just packed in with games. They're like, "Hey, who 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 wants more?" Like who doesn't want more with their game? Like you get a game, you get a demo for something else. Mhm. Like I think this was the the most fun way to get to sell your product. Yeah, Were are demos. <laughs> those were like the most fun advertisements in the world.
0: Yeah, because it was like a playable ad. Yeah. At home.
1: Yeah, the, I know. I know the. Uh, I know iOS and Android are trying to like try really hard with those like playable ads, like today, but they suck. <laughs> And they're just, and they're worse versions of already bad games for the most part. So, like, I guess you can kind of relive that, but you're going to lose a lot of, like, what really really made physical video game demos special back in the day.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Shall we move on to the kiosks?
1: We should, because those are all the demos I have with me. If I had the rest of my 360 demos, it could easily go to midnight. <laughs> oh, for, for our other viewers watching, it's currently 11.15, so that's 45 minutes of me talking about <laughs> 360 demos that nobody's going to ask for. Uh,
0: at that point, I would just been like, you know what? We're going to add that as an addendum. At that yeah, point, yeah. If it would have been... But anyway, so yeah, yeah I uh, guess a great segue, this isn't a great segue to kiosks, but let's say, hey, um...
1: Can heard, I ask you a question? What are you going <laughs> to ask me about? Oh, I, I did a pun of kiosk. Can, can I uh, ask you a... Never mind.
0: Gosh darn it. Oh, gosh. Well, You're anyways, welcome. So like we were talking about kiosks, uh, kiosks were basically the in-store version of demo disks, except for... There were this tall cabinet that would hold, like, your a video game console with some extra hardware in it to basically, well, not in the console, but in the cabinet itself to try to keep the console cool because it was meant to be running all the time. And then up until probably the uh, 6th gen era, or no, not 6th gen, 7th gen era, so like the Xbox 360, and the PS3, and the Wii era—all of them had like CRT, so they're always super hot. But
1: yeah, they, yeah, they were—they yeah. were essentially the things that you saw in store that you wish you'd saw when you came home. Yes. Let's be honest, everybody wanted their setup to be that. Yeah. And people lucky enough to get those things before they are thrown out—they're—they're they're living my dream, and I'm jealous and I'm <laughs> spiteful. <laughs> See if, I were to a, <laughs> see, if
0: I were to have a kiosk of any console that I remember using, I think I specifically would probably go for the Wii one. And here's my segue into my story. So I, growing up, I, my father, uh, and my mother were, have been separated basic and had been divorced since I was two years old. So one of the things that we had to, uh, one of the things in the agreement was that every, uh, like, every week, at least once a week, my dad would get to see me. And so we'd hang out in my town for, like, three three hours, just, like, we'd get food, and then we'd, like, most of the things we'd just do is we'd just go hang around the mall. And one of our, this particular mall that we went to had a GameStop, and before they had moved the GameStop, they had a, uh, right next to an Auntie Anne's. and I know this really doesn't mean anything to the story but I'm adding it anyways but that was a really good Auntie Anne's. that's all I want to say Anne's <laughs> is great what's an Anne's is, Anne's? Gr- Anne's is great and I just associate with the Auntie in this and particularly this GameStop because I would go get any Anne's and then the GameStop would always smell like pretzels as well so it's beautiful so I'd walk into this GameStop smells like what's pretzels Anne's? smells amazing and I'd go in there, and there was this put in at this particular time. This had to been around mm, two thousand seven, I want to say, roughly about two thousand seven. I walk in. There's a Wii. There's a particular demo on this on this particular Wii. Ooh. It's Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. Super Mario Galaxy. Easily
1: wasted.
0: Oh. So this particular demo kiosk, I don't know why, had the full game. They didn't have a demo. They had the full <laughs> Super Mario Galaxy game on it. Okay. So I okay. used to waste an hour, at least an hour and a half every single week playing that game on that Wii. It got so bad, my dad bought the game for me and I still have it. And I yet I still played on that kiosk. <laughs>
1: Honestly, why not? Like, here's the thing: kiosks were a made to be fun, and they are fun. Come on. It, okay, okay. Play play a game on like a Wii, then play a game at a Wii kiosk. Tell me, where do you want to be? What 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 space do you want to be? I
0: mean, I'll be real. If with you say
1: you, just a Wii, you're lying.
0: I'll be real. I'm be real with you. Back then, the kiosk. Today, at home. Why? Because that kiosk was probably rarely ever wiped down, and it probably disgusting.
1: But, but, here, let me throw this at you. Kiosk at home.
0: I mean, yes, if there was a kiosk at home, yes. We, kiosk at home, yes, definitely. Because the TV is at, would at that point be at my eye level, and I don't have to worry about trying to point where the heck my remote's supposed to be. Plus, I don't have to worry about the remote, like, getting lost or anything, because it's just going to be there attached to the kiosk.
1: Yo. Okay. Okay. So, hear me out. I'm about to say something. It's gonna be a hot take, okay. and I think you're gonna agree with me, and okay. you're gonna laugh because it's true. Okay. So, video game kiosks. Yes. Or a poor man's arcade. <laughs> but they're just as cool if not cooler. Than arcade as somebody, tell me, tell me, tell me, I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> as somebody who unfortunately didn't grow up in the era where arcades were like prevalent in like life. Yes, I completely agree with you, because I, where I grew up, we had, like, a small, like, hometown har- arcade place, but the games were just always broken down, and I swear, the only song that this place ever played was Rock You Like a Hurricane. What? I, why? I don't know why. It was the only song they've ever played. And then I go to GameStop and I'm like, "Yeah, this is way more fun. It's completely free. I never got kicked out. I it got bad to the point where I literally, luckily, I never got to the point where I asked the people to swap out the games, but it did get bad to the point where I actually, my dad ended up like having conversations with the staff at this particular GameStop. But the sad thing is, this game they ended up doing a whole lot of things to the mall and moving things around. The Annie Ann's, uh, luckily the Annie Ann's and the GameStop at this particular place moved in the relative same spot together, so the pretzel smell of this GameStop never went away, so it was rather nice. However, this GameStop in particular, uh, the kiosks were really sad because this was around the time- I want to say this is around the time- the wii u came this had been 20 2010 or 2011 that it ended up moving to its current location if it's still there i haven't been to this mall in probably close about three years but if this mall uh if the gamestop is still there got really sad because the wii u's uh demo was never good because they decided to change the demos on the kiosks to mostly videos except for there was a few playable demos. Like, I think there was a playable demo for Zombie U. There was a playable demo for, I want to say, the first, Mario, the first Mario Maker game that was on the Wii. And then there was a couple other ones. But there wasn't a whole ton. I think it was Mario yeah. Kart 8. Mario Kart 8.
1: I think oh yeah, Mario one, Kart 8 is. That was
0: one of the other ones. But I think one of the un- most underrated kiosks and it wasn't really kiosk it was just the console was there is the ds ones
1: oh yeah Tell
0: you how many times now gamestop in particular didn't really have much uh experience with the ds kiosk i think i did two and one of them was for i think pokemon diamond or pearl and the other game was professor layton and Ooh. the Curious Village.
1: So, one DS kiosk we had, and we had them for uh, Nintendogs.
0: Oh, uh, yes. I think I did see that too, but I didn't play it because I think at that point, this particular DS was on its last life, and like somebody had put so many circular scratches in it, because I think the uh, game previously in there might have been Pokemon Ranger. So, hmm. yeah, the capture system in that game... If you aren't careful with your DS screen, you can totally ruin it. Luckily I never ruined yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, Nintendo's I remember, uh I remember distinctly more about the the DS kiosk and the three DS kiosk at Toys R Us when that was still around. Because it was just it was weird because in this particular uh at this particular time they had re remodeled this whole entire uh uh toys r us so it didn't have like the area that it like used to have uh where it was like in the corner of the store now it's just like in the back uh smack dab in between the bicycles and the Baby's R rs section and they just had this one particular 3ds that was just there right next to where the checkout uh area was for the video games and i uh, the, oh, and they also had one for D. The actually this was back when it was still DS, and I remember playing trying to play Mario Party DS, and I wish I got more time with it because I remember actually enjoying that one because this was around the time that I had picked up Mario Party Eight on the Wii, and I and I really liked that game, so it was nice. I don't remember, I'm trying to think if there was any other kiosks. I don't really have, I guess that's the only, like, experiences that I really have with kiosks, at least when the consoles were brand new. However, when I, uh, when the town that I used to live in, they, uh, around 23rd, uh, no, this was, yeah, this was probably around, uh, 2013 we had a retro game store open up in our area and this was the first time i ever heard of a retro video game store so i was pretty excited and they had a particular this one they had an n64 kiosk that i thought was pretty cool and those
1: those were some of my favorites
0: and that one was cool and all but when they moved to their new location, because they actually moved where there used to be, like, a party store or something, because this used to, this particular building used to be an appliance store, and then it became, like, a Halloween store for, like, a short amount of time, but then they remodeled it, so it was a, it was a pizza place in the front, and then in the back was a, one half was a, um... Was the Retro Video Game Store. And the other side was a Virtual Reality Arcade. And I've got plenty of stories about the Virtual Reality Arcade. So I'll probably touch on that if we ever touch on arcades. Ever, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we probably will at some point in the near future. So that's a story for another time. But we'll focus on the Retro Video Game Store at this time. So around this time, this was they moved. It was probably... This had been, I want to say, 26. 15 or 2016 they had moved they had moved over to this particular uh new location which i'm pretty sure they're still at and they got a playstation one demo kiosk and it was really cool because um you could like see this was the first time that you could actually like see what game was in it because apparently i don't i don't think this came stock but this particular uh uh, like business, like store, had a clear shell PlayStation that was really cool, and they just put it in there. And I don't think that was there to begin with, but it was uh, like it, I don't think it was original to that kiosk, but it was pretty cool because, and they had a couple of like game cases that were like shoved in with this console too, so that was really nice. And then I remember them having, uh, I think it was. A GameCube one. I remember a GameCube GameCube one there too. But those were cool
1: Oh, oh GameCube? I have, I have a I have a little story about a G- GameCube kiosks. A
0: GameCube kiosk?
1: Yeah, so, I was so say
0: is this particularly a McDonald's one by any chance?
1: No, but I did grow up with those. Actually, uh by my McDonald's in here on I wish I snagged them before they took them out but we had both the n64 and gamecube uh kiosks there which had yeah
0: my local area we had uh we didn't have a mcdonald's that had a kiosk until i was probably eight or nine years old and by this time the wii had already been out for like two or three years and they just had they had one kiosk that had like three games like three uh, games in this particular GameCube, but the funny thing about it was they would swap the games like every like couple of months. But the thing is that every single game that they had in the kiosk was a land game. So oh. they had um. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the one that I particularly remember playing is this specific Pac-Man racing game.
1: That Ooh, was really cool. What was it, what was it like? Uh, pack. It was like Pac-Man card or Pac Racers or something like yeah, that.
0: Something like that. I don't remember what it was, but it was really cool, and I absolutely liked that. I'm pretty sure that was. We had four-way multiplayer on that one, and then there was the Mega Touch kiosks, which I don't know if you've ever seen those. They usually you see them now in like bars and like you'd see them in some uh Buffalo Wild Wings, but there were like this. Uh, table side uh kiosk and the ones at bars and everything uh cost money but this one in particular at the mcdonald's i don't know if it cost money or if it did it was for like the premium games which i never had any interest in i basically picked the games that were like hey find the five differences between these two photos and yeah I liked those ones, and then there was a couple where they were like art games. But yeah, but what was your story about GameCube kiosk?
1: So GameCube kiosk. Um, so we, my family went to a Best Buy. I think we we're buying our, we we bought our TV that my parents currently have. It was, no, no, it was before that. It was uh, my parents were there to buy something else, but they had a GameCube kiosk there, and I was I was there the whole entire time they were. There, mm-hmm. which they were there for almost three hours, just trying to figure out everything that they were gonna buy. Huh? So I was standing there, and I was playing a little little known game. Uh, I don't I don't think uh, anybody knows about it right now. Not really big at all. Called Mario Sunshine, oh. um, for the GameCube. And I sat there and I played it for three hours. I loved the game. I I loved it a lot. But if you know anything about me now as a person. <laughs> And how I feel about Mario Sunshine. It is my least favorite Mario game. Oh, just because nice. just because like I played that back when Sunshine was Sunshine was either before it came out or just like when when it came out. I was playing it at the kiosk and I didn't really get to play it at home at all. My friends had it, but we never played it. We always played Smele when we were rooting up the GameCube. But I never really touched it. So going on to play like Galaxy, like the two games that were really around me were Mario sixty four DS in the Galaxy games, So I played those a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just personally, like me, and I know a lot of other people like agree. Th- sometime, like j- going from Mario Galaxy to Mario Sunshine is night and day. Like Mario, it feels it feels like it makes it makes Sunshine feel like such a more unpolished game. Like, you have things such as, like, you don't have the backwards long jump, or not the backwards long jump, Um, you don't have the long jump in the game, which I oh. guess, yeah, that, that, that's supposed to be the substitution for it. But just the overall feel, like, it's very slighty. Like, you kind of play as, if, if you ever 100%ed Mario Galaxy, you could play as Luigi after getting 120 stars with Mario. And the way Luigi played is he was very slippery, and he couldn't really stop immediately. He always slid around. That's why I felt like with Mario in every single level. It felt like an ice level, and I just didn't enjoy it. It felt really infuriating. Uh, now that the 3D All-Stars collection, which I own, is out, I'm probably going to give Sunshine another chance. Um, It's probably going to be a better experience, because it can't be as bad as, like me just diving into it after playing galaxy after a decade of more not playing the game hmm. but been... like it's 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 at the bottom of my list of the 3d marios
0: never played sunshine
1: um i can't recommend it yet <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you played galaxy i really can't recommend it <laughs> <laughs> if, if if you haven't played galaxy then go for it that's the only thing i can say yeah and if you if you haven't played Galaxy, you'll love it. If you have played Galaxy, you might have a hard time.
0: I, understandable, yeah. Going back to how you mentioned uh, melee, so and going far back to when I mentioned a uh, game crazy, so Ooh. in this particular time, my dad and I were trying to look for a memory card for my PlayStation One because my mom was my mom was always very behind in buying us consoles. Like, I got the PlayStation 1, I think, in 2004 or 2005.
1: So, a few years into the PS2's... Uh...
0: Yeah, a few years. Um, by this point, I'm, I think we were almost coming up, or it was the year before we would hear any news about the PS3. And mm-hmm. maybe we have just gotten information about the Xbox 360. And my mom buys us a PS1. And she buys me one of my favorite PlayStation 1 games of all time, Spider-Man, for the PlayStation Ooh. 1. And I'd have to play that game. And I could get I could get through most of the game in like three hours and then get to the end and where you have to uh, run away from Monster Ock, which is a combination of Carnage and Doc Ock. And as a kid, this particular creature kind of frightened me, so I would just shut off the console. Well, (laughs) my mom, for some reason, thought it got really annoying that I would play this game over and over and over again. So she gave me some money and was like, hey, have your dad take you to some game store and get yourself a PlayStation 1 memory card so you can save your progress and stop having to replay this section over and <laughs> over and over again. So I said, sure. So we went, my dad and I, we went to both the GameStop and the EB games in our in our town, in my town. And no one had PlayStation 1 memory cards. So we went across to the street where, uh, where there was the Hollywood video and the Game Crazy store. And when we were looking for a memory card... Not only did I see a Dreamcast kiosk, and this was the first time I ever knew anything other than the Genesis, because I only knew Sega as the Genesis and Sonic. That's all I knew, and I never bothered to ask anybody what ended up happening. I was just like, oh yeah, I know about the Genesis, and I know about Sonic, and then I know at some point Sonic got put on Nintendo and PlayStation 2 consoles. So, I was just like, oh yeah, cool. And then my dad was like, yeah, the Dreamcast was a thing that came... That was like a short-lived Sega console, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds cool," but also what was there was a was a GameCube kiosk. Now this wasn't an official GameCube kiosk. Uh, this one was a special type of kiosk where they would have four televisions that were facing outward in like a Ooh. like a plus symbol. I guess if you were doing a top-down view, and each TV had a different uh console to it. So there's one that had PlayStation Two. One that had a GameCube, one that had an Xbox, and one that had a uh, a Dreamcast. And in this particular one that was facing uh, the section that had all like the Nintendo games, was because this kiosk was like basically smack dab in the middle, was Super Smash Brothers Melee, and oh, the, hell this yeah. was this was like a few years before. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl came out on the on the Wii and I knew nothing about this and I'm just looking at this game and I'm like this is so weird you're like Mario and you're fighting Pikachu like what is this I never pl- I didn't play it uh, at that time but I was like this is cool and then my d- I'm surprised I never asked my dad about it cuz but I'm also not too surprised cuz my GameCube growing up was literally a console that i only played tony hawks underground one and two on and metroid prime and metroid prime Two. so literally that's oh and i played uh donkey konga that was all i ever played on my gamecube so those were the only games i had and so i was just like oh this is cool and then when brawl came i was like wait a minute i vaguely remember this game but on gamecube but i also remember it not looking at as good on GameCube, because at this point in time, I didn't. I don't think I had a Wii, but my uncle did, and he also had component cables, so we had like the best video possible. So I was just like, "Wow, this is this is cool." And I used to sit on like the top bunk bed because he had a bunk bed at this point, and you used to watch him play, play the. But I eventually did play uh, Brawl at a kiosk, Ooh. and. That was pretty fun, and then my dad was like, yeah, we'll just get this for you, and I basically used to think that Brawl was the best Smash game for the longest time, until I got Ultimate in the end of... (laughs) (laughs) When did that game come out? 2018? Yeah, the end of 2018, when that came out, I bought it day one digital, because I was dumb, but also not dumb, because now I have the game always, but yeah, it was tons of fun.
1: To be fair, uh, everybody thought brawl was the best Smash until your friend picked up Meta Knight. <laughs> oh gosh!
0: Of, so here's the thing, though. None of my friends actually played like any of the Smash games growing up until. Oh really? I don't think I had a friend that played Smash until I think I was probably in eighth grade, and at that point, uh, I think the Wii U had all the Wii U had already come out at this point. So, and but I, but Smash, uh, Smash 4 didn't come out yet. So, my friends and I oh, pl- tried to play, uh, Smash Online, like, back in the early days of playing Smash Online. So, that was fun stuff. But that's a whole nother story entirely than Mecha and Delvin 2. I'm trying to think if there's any more, uh, kiosk things. Oh, yeah, PS3 kiosks. Let me tell you about those. So, there's a particular uh, game that I played at this particular PS3 uh, kiosk that was in... What I'm going to just assume was the original GameStop, the one that I was talking about, uh, that Mm -hmm. I played... uh, What was it? Um, The Wii, and I used to play uh, Super Mario Galaxy on. This particular... uh, Across, like, across the, because they had the kiosks in this particular GameStop. There was the door entrance, and this was whole entire glass. There was a door entrance, and then you'd walk inside, and you'd be looking at the back of the store. To your right would be the Wii, and I think maybe the Xbox 360 kiosk. And then the, on the other side was the PlayStation and PSP kiosk. And what I do is I would play on the PlayStation Three kiosk because, especially around the 2006 2007 era, because my dad had gotten a PS3 pretty early on. I think he got his during the second week of its launch. So yes, my dad paid like 599 or however much it was. Yeah, in the yeah, biggest... yeah,
1: like a 600 dollars console. Yeah,
0: he, he bought the 60 gig model, and we take yeah. we still have it. But rest in peace, Yellow Light to Death.
1: Yeah, holy. Oh, yeah, Yeah. sad
0: times. So what we ended up doing uh, was I would, as much as I would uh, play on the Wii one, uh, this PS3 one in particular had I think it was the first or the second Dynasty Warriors Gundam game, and I absolutely love this because this was peak
1: Transformers
0: fandom for me. So, seeing oh. another thing that was robots that would fight other robots, I thought was awesome. But the thing is, I never got this game on PS3. I never got Oof. this game on PS3. However, I did get a, I did later on get the third or fourth game on Xbox 360, because my brother had a 360, and... It, For some reason, I just didn't find it as fun. I didn't find it as fun. But what I did do was I ended up getting a Gundam game for the PS2, and I have yet to try it. But I've been told it plays a lot like Dynasty Warriors Gundam, so I'm going to have to check it out at some point.
1: Okay, so now that we've talked about all these kiosks, all the different varieties there were. We gotta, got we gotta do the question. We gotta do the thing, the thing uh, that you must do. Compare all. Comp- let's compare. Let's compare. First, what's your favorite? What's your favorite kiosk? And the second question I wanted to be, who do you think? Who do you think's kiosk game was the strongest, like company wise, like throughout their whole entire life? Because like, I see. I immediately want to jump to Nintendo, but Sega's kiosk game is insane. Like those they have some of the nicest, coolest, sleekest looking kiosks for their consoles. Like the Dreamcast one is one of the dream their Dreamcast ones are real cool looking. The ones that they did for Genesis with like the chromed out TV like uh border like that's real sick. And plus they always have like the really cool custom art on there. But Nintendo always goes full Nintendo. Puts the name all over the console. Puts the puts the, um, the characters all over the console. And especially with, like, the Game Boy. The Game Boy ones have always been cool. Like, they have a Game Boy kiosk that's in the shape of a fucking Game Boy. Like, they their, 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 their kiosk game is real strong. So, like, w- so with, like, all, all the kiosks you've experienced in your life, like, who do you think has done the best? But let's we'll start with your favorite one. Let's we'll start with your favorite one.
0: Uh, let me think. Uh, if I were to say my favorite kiosk, like, not, like, including, like, the ones that I've had the most time with, mm-hmm. uh, huh. I want to say the ones that I have the most, like, the one that I, like, design most is probably the GameCube one, which, if you're watching this, if you happen to be watching this on YouTube... It's going to be the one that's on the screen right now, right next to the Super Nintendo one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if I'm going to pick my favorite uh, kiosk that I've seen of all time, probably the PlayStation 1.
1: Ooh, the yeah. The PlayStation
0: 1, because something, I never grew up with it, but something about it is just interesting. Now... yeah. The weirdest kiosk, and I think the most interesting kiosk that I've ever seen is probably the Xbox 360. But I think yeah. the Xbox 360, the reason why was one thing for certain is that the Xbox 360 one, oddly enough, had this long plastic oddly enough, had this long plastic piece that would go in between the controller and the kiosk itself. And so it was like a really weird but also because the Xbox 360 got a a major overhaul like midway through its life for the for the operating system itself and how it changed from like those tab like uh, menus to like the free flowing like I don't know what it's co- I don't know what it's called and I'd have to look it up but when they changed over and added like avatars. Well, I think they had avatars back in like the tab, like one. When- oh, excuse me. Gosh, I'm feeling hiccupy right now. Oddly Oof. Enough, yeah, not fun. But anyways, uh, when they changed to their newer one, I knew a lot of kiosks that were still for some reason not up to date yet. So you would see the like this relic of the past of these like the tab like um design to it. And I remember seeing that at one point, like, and it would have been like, what console is this? Because, and I was just like, this is weird. And then I would look at it, and I'm like, huh. So it was like, yeah, Xbox 360, oddly enough, despite the fact that I never really had any experience outside of, like, the couple of years that my brother had, and I'm very certain he still has it, um, it was pretty cool. That one and the, ex- the original Xbox. The original Xbox one, I distinctly remember being very cool, but that was just because I, I, to me, I felt the Xbox, the original Xbox was a pretty rare console, because even though I didn't have a whole ton of friends growing up when I was a little kid, Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone else that had an Xbox. Everyone else I knew had a PS2 and a GameCube. I was the only kid that had both the PS2, the I, GameCube, and the Xbox 360.
1: I, I, I can echo that, honestly. Like, I was the only one growing up with the original Xbox, and also, like, not to steal from you, but, like, yes, the, the Xbox, the Xbox kiosks are tied for my favorite. Like, yeah. okay, the, the original Xbox and Microsoft dropped the original Xbox. They went all out. They made the fucker green. They made it glow green. They put everything around it to, like, represent what the console, like, felt like. And yeah. It was really cool always zany they they did one where they like had tubes like like green yes the tubes to... yeah yes. the tubes. they they had they had the one that uh the the console itself you could see it in a clear glowing green case and it had just a glowing green x above it like xbox yes. went out like like yes there's some like there had there, there's of course there's ones that have core cool designs but like Xbox, the original Xbox, they knew exactly what they were doing with it and I love the aesthetic that they're putting off. Yes. <clears throat> oh, the t- t- 10 out of 10, the original Xbox kiosks are fantastic. But yeah, I was the only kid growing up with with one. Like all my friends like just like you, all PS2, all GameCube. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the original Xbox is definitely tied for tied for my favorite kiosk. I think I think my favorite, my other favorite kiosk, uh, less, less random awesome memory, more recent awesome memory is, uh, I really love the Switch, the Switch ones. The, the Switch ones oh, are, nice. really, the Switch ones are, th- there's this particular kiosk that has two giant sides of, like, it's shaped like a Switch, except oh. the, the left Joy-Con is raised a little bit, and yeah, it's it's a kiosk that makes it look like a Switch, like, huh. I I really love it. Like, I, it's just a good reminder that like kiosks aren't dead yet, and I'm glad that there is still some fun ones. They're still having fun. They're still designing them well, especially yeah. the. Um, I think I think Nintendo has done a really good job throughout the years, uh, doing really good kiosks and making like any kid who grows up nowadays to just like see something fun and like eventually talk about it, like we we are right now. Like, I'm glad that there's people, they're the companies that are still putting out quality chaos that make good memories. Yep.
0: Yeah. Also, I totally just remembered a repressed memory, and I'll explain to you why it was repressed. So, they don't, the, they don't have it at the Walmart in this town that we're both in now. They don't have it there anymore, but way before it did its redesign in the electronics section, they had... Kiosk, but they weren't kiosks it was mostly just a console that was hooked up to a TV that was mounted to the top of the uh, game display but I uh, swear I it would be you would stand there and play a game for like less than five minutes and your neck would cramp up
1: oh so yeah oh much. oh you mean the ones with the TV mounted all the way to the fucking yes top. those yeah, ones oh, mm. the, the fucking the, the first row theater seat looking ass fucking chaos yes and Man. they
0: weren't the only ones that had this issue. No, uh.
1: Oh, Toys R Us had that. Toys,
0: Toys R Us, Toys R Us was bad. But you want to know who was bad about it as well, just as easily? Best Ooh. Buy.
1: Oh, Best. Oh, Best dude. Buy. What? The the game the GameCube kiosk that I was playing at. <laughs> That's after that story. Yeah, that was that was one of those.
0: Oh yeah, no Best Buy. Mm. I'm glad that their kiosk they end up moving their away from their standard kiosk at least the last time I was in there which the last time I was in a Best Buy was back during I think when the Wii U was still relatively new and they just all they did was they just had like a a shelf that had a Wii U like in a box like in a clear like acrylic box that was just like bolted to like down to, like, the shelf and had the Wii U in it, and then it had, like, a TV, like, a flat-screen TV that it was connected to, and you would just play the Wii U, and it was, like, it had, like, this weird, like, metal strap that was attached to, like, the game pad, so you wouldn't steal it, and you would play it, and I don't remember playing anything on it that... Oh! And another kiosk! The PlayStation Eye toy.
1: Oh, no. okay. those. Kiosks.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Xbox. Yeah. Yes. Cool. They're cool design and everything. But my favorite kiosk is the iToy ones because okay. it felt like you were in the game, and it was so cool. Because like my dad never got the iToy. My mom, of course, never got the iToy because by this time, iToy wasn't even cool. But I remember I would be. It would be like the um. The security cameras, like you'd see in, like, department stores. It was like that, but it was a video game, and I thought it was so cool.
1: Yeah. Because
0: I would walk in front of it and do all the stuff, and, of course, I, the camera was never pointed at the right direct, at the right angle for me to actually be able to play it, but I would pretend to play it, and it was just so cool, and I would beg my dad, like, Dad, can I get the iToy? Dad, we can't get the iToy. No, and then my dad got the PS3, and then we got uh, a actually pretty obscure uh game called eye of judgment which was a it was kind of like a tabletop like card game but you mm-hmm. would use uh the playstation 3's camera to uh using a special mat that you would place in front of it and then you put the cards down and it would, the characters would show up on the screen it was pretty cool and i begged my dad for that and he got me that and that's probably my only experience with the iToy itself. But those kiosks were really cool.
1: I I have a question. What do you remember those kiosks that I I can't even put a console to it, but I remember a kiosk that did this where you you had you, you had like of course the display, you had the console showing, you had the controller in your hand, but also they had buttons that when you pressed it it would put a different demo in play or put a video up or you could, like, change two things. Do you remember that? Like, pressing a button and, like, having it change the game immediately to another demo or a video play. Do you remember I that?
0: vaguely remember this. This might have been my early days of using kiosks.
1: Yeah, because I think those are real early. Like, I think I, I remember... I definitely 100% remember doing that. But I can't really, like,
0: but put a console what would have been. or a
1: game or anything to that. I just remember... I press a button, video played, or a new demo is available. I can't even put a time frame, honestly. I just remember it happening. I definitely,
0: like I definitely remember that more with... Uh, I remember that more with, like... I think there was a store that I went to at one point that would have a button. But I don't I don't remember if it was for game trailers or if it was for movie trailers.
1: huh hmm. Also... Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say like also, uh do you mind if I tie it like we we, we I bring back demos again because uh, yeah, it, also, it also ties in with kiosk. So oh. Nintendo Nintendo always did something really cool and I think it stopped I think it stopped with the Wii. Oh. Um I think it still happened with the 3DS up until its death. But uh what Nintendo liked to do at least for their consoles and their DS demo units, is they actually made specific carts for those demos or discs for those, for those demos. Like there was demo discs, like the GameCube demo discs are highly collectible and they actually came in cases with manuals. uh, Yeah. To the retailer. They came in like actual GameCube cases. Uh, The DS ones, I don't really know if they came in cases with the exception of maybe like Metro Prime Hunters, but that's that comes in a sleeve. Ah. But like, yeah, Nintendo, what they usually did is they didn't do anything digitally. It was, or burnt anything to consoles. What they did is they did like demo discs or demo carts. Like DS, there's a couple, there's a couple dozen demo carts for the DS. Uh, there's a lot of not for resale uh, carts for the 64 and the SNES. Um, a lot of not for resell resale stuff for um for um the Gamecube. the GameCubes are it's probably the most valuable demo kiosk um demo kiosk demo discs that you can find. They're highly collectible and they're really cool. They come with a lot of cool games, a lot of cool videos, a lot of cool extras huh. really really cool. Yeah, so Nintendo always had that habit of just putting things in a physical form. And they were supposed to be destroyed, but, of course, people always got them.
0: Kind of reminds me of how, uh, thinking about that, I want to say it was the Diamond and Pearl, or it might have been the Platinum. But it was 4th Fort- Gen Pokemon, where it it was a demo cartridge, yep. but it was only a demo because they had, blo- because they had a, a piece of code in there that set a physical barrier in the game. However, if you got your hands on this particular cartridge and found a way to hack it, you could get past that, and you could just play the whole entire game.
1: Oh, yeah. And actually, another cool thing, Pokemon Pokemon related, uh, and also demo related, uh, you remember when we got those advertisements, it was usually with, it was actually with the DS ones, like Diamond and Pearl, Platinum, um, Black and White, uh, uh, like the, the, the fourth, fifth, 6th gen games um, there was also cartridges so when they remember when they were advertising hey come into GameStop and get a Vatini or get a Dratch yes or
0: I yeah, yeah. was a sucker for those especially during 5th gen which if anyone knows knows me knows me well oh yeah, fifth I gen. absolutely adore 5th gen Pokemon because this was around the time where I was old enough to be like Conscious, like, hey, uh, this is going on. Hey, Dad, take me to GameStop. I'll bring my bring my DS w- with you. I'm going to get the shiny Pokemon.
1: Oh yeah. Well, fun fact: those those actual uh, those Pokemon they were actually on cartridges that were on self-contained cartridges that were that kind of used DS download in a way yeah. to give you those things. And actually, yep. those cartridges are also highly collectible. Maybe well, more I, so. I imagine
0: than- so, like. That'd be cool to be like, hey, uh, I can get you a shiny, uh, Victini, and be like, oh, cool. Actually, I had, I think they start, actually, I started doing that way back during, uh, second gen remakes during, uh, during the fourth gen era, because I got, um, I didn't get the shiny, um shiny, uh. Raikou? Raikou? What it, or... Oh, Raikou,
1: the dog, the electric yeah, dog? Yeah,
0: and I didn't get um, the F- Entei. But I did get uh, Suicune. And I absolutely loved Suicune, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then I killed my brother's Suicune, and because we found out you could capture it in those games post 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 game, because it was after you beat the game a second time. And, uh, my brother's like, you've got to give me your shiny one. And I'm like, until you capture yours in your game, and then you can give me your, uh, non-shiny one. They'll give you your shiny one back. And at this point, I was like, fine. I didn't even care at that point. And I don't oh. know if I ever, if he ever traded me back or not. Because I haven't picked up any of those and played any of those Pokemon games. Like, all the way through since probably the 3DS came out. And that's a whole nother story as to why I don't care about the 3DS and a lot of its games.
1: The, the only 3DS game that I can really vouch for is... I I think Shovel Knight has the best version on the 3DS. Just because they put extra detail into the 3D layering, layering of the environment and stuff. And I think it's... a I, I love Yakula. Yeah. I'm a yacht club fanboy. Yeah, so, yeah. Make fun of me if you want. I love yacht club. The show nice great. Um, but yeah, I think that's the best utilization or one of the best like versions of that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but dude, so much, so many cool like memories with just like demo discs and like yeah. chaos and stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. Was there anything else that you wanted to say? anything else I can think of before we move on to our last section
1: um I think I'm I think I've said everything I had to say um yeah Xbox uh, key kick ass yeah
0: Xbox Kiosk, <laughs> do kick ass uh so in this section uh that I'm going to dub uh um basically this is the I don't know I actually have a name for this yet but basically uh on twitter earlier today i and in some other places i asked people hey what is your experiences with uh with kiosks and demos so i'm gonna pull up twitter now and see who's all responding i think we only have one response i'm gonna check to see if we have any other responses on facebook um uh doesn't look like uh any on Facebook. So I'll just go on to Twitter and find my notifications. So from we have one this time around. So I guess we can just commentate on just this one. So it'll be a this particular part of the podcast will be a short one, but um uh, Yukino Cookie on Twitter says Growing up, uh, they had a CD demo for a Barbie game that they played on their old clunky computer, uh, and apparently it only had, like, ten minutes of content, but they loved it so much and they would replay it over and over again to the point where the CD actually broke. Oof. So, yeah, um, coming from personal experiences, uh, I've been close to breaking CDs before. Uh, by playing them over and over and over again, but never a game CD. It was, I I did it with a burned uh mixtape that my mom made me years ago, that I played so many times because it was the only music I had for the longest time, and it broke.
1: Yeah, my own experience with uh <laughs> with uh games breaking like that is ironically uh both. Of my dad's pizza hut demo discs uh i played them both up to the point that they could not be read anymore
0: oh gosh
1: it it's bad but and, yeah i did this it this is I... why
0: we archive stuff in case the originals break
1: yep indeed
0: but yeah yep. uh well i guess i kind of wish we had more to talk about but it doesn't look like we have anyone that responded so i guess that is a short uh uh, viewer uh, response. So yeah, um, was there any any last minute things you want to want to say?
1: Um, can't really think about anything else. Um, All right. I think I think I think I think we both said plenty. I think we've both
0: both hit it on. So
1: yeah. Yeah we yeah we both so, stated um, wider to us what our experiences really mm-hmm. cool ones. You know.
0: Yeah. Well. We won't know, uh, when the next podcast will be recorded or even upload, but until next time, the podcast is... You say something.
1: Follow me at twitch.tv slash saying Gunjack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then, in that case, uh, we are ending it. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will, um, Figure out uh, social media stuff in the meantime. But in the meantime, follow uh, follow myself, Liz Ratchunas at Ratchunas tweets, and you can where where can people find you at Isaac?
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter at at Saint Gunjack.
0: Pretty um, here. Boys. So yeah, yeah. So uh, in that case, uh. Farewell, everyone, and have a beautiful time.
1: Y'all have a good one. Peace. It's
0: now safe to turn off the podcast.